For sleep's sake, assisting you with babies, toddlers and children's safe sleep and settling. Hello and welcome to For Sleep's Sake. This series has been developed to assist you when it comes to babies, toddlers and children's safe sleep and settling. If you ask a toddler how much sleep they want, they will say none. If you say it's time for bed, you most likely get a protest and perhaps even a little toddler tantrum. Sleep, though, is still very important for our toddlers. By this, we mean our one to three year olds. And so to help us with how we can manage and settle our toddlers today on the show, we'll be discussing toddlers and sleep. Step-by-step guide to settling with Cindy Davenport. We're going to discuss, amongst other things, some of the most common sleep challenges experienced by toddlers aged one to three years, along with strategies on how to best manage them. We'll be talking about toddlers resisting sleep, transitioning to one sleep, nightmares and terrors, and how to move a toddler from a cot to a bed. Joining me is Cindy Davenport, a registered midwife, maternal and child health nurse, and the director of Turnity Group, the company behind some of Australia's most recognised brands in the antenatal and early parenting education space, which includes Safe Sleep Space, Sleep Smart and Nourish Baby. Cindy is passionate about the health and well-being of families and offers a sensible, response-based approach to help babies and children with sleep problems. Cindy, welcome to For Sleep's Sake. Yeah, thanks Simon and hi to everyone. Now, what are some of the reasons a toddler may resist or protest sleep? talking about the little 12-month-old upwards to around about the three years of age, our toddler years. So our toddlers, our beautiful toddlers, they have so much going on. It's a great time of their brain growth and uh, they're really very active. Many of us who've had our toddlers and you know yourself, it's really common, really common for our toddlers to wake overnight. And it's often when we think we've got everything sorted and then they start waking up and need, you know, additional comfort or they need something else for sleep. This is perfectly normal. Our little toddlers are growing, their little brains are still maturing and they need reassurance and comforting as well. I think often we're a little bit quick sometimes to want our babies and our toddlers to sleep through the night and biologically it's not normal for our babies and toddlers to always sleep all the way through. Certainly as we talked about when they're little, they need to feed throughout the day and night. That's very, very normal. And certainly as they reach into their late, um, in their infant and then into the toddler years, it's, it's still quite developmentally normal for our babies and toddlers to wake. We'll talk about these key developmental milestones. Toddlers, they might have a, you might see a really clear reason why they're waking um, you know it might be a something you can identify with that's something common like a, a trigger such as moving house or you know you've gone on a holiday or you know they've got jet lag themselves or there's a new baby these are really key and and I think most parents are aware that you know they could expect a disruption in toddler sleep around around this phase um, and with our toddlers what we want to know is is that you know they really still they are toddlers they need cuddles they still need the the reassurance as, as do our children all the way through really with ourselves in a very sensitive a very responsive way key for our toddlers because they have words is is that um, they thrive on understanding so it's best to keep explanations quite brief and clear when it comes to sleep especially we don't want to have lengthy discussions with them all day about sleep. <laughs> they don't like that. We really want them to understand 
and remembering very early on they don't have words to describe like a little 12 month old just moving into toddlers only has a couple of words and so this is often when we'll see with our toddlers that they they are really trying to tell us things and they might cry or they might what we'll call especially around the two-year-old have a little tantrum and it's not really that they're they're trying to upset us it's just that they don't have the capacity to regulate their little brains and give us the words to to explain why they might be tired or why they might need to go to sleep and they look to us as adults so as carers and parents and people looking after our toddlers to help them to regulate their sleep and I think it's so key to know that there are no bad or naughty toddlers they're just really responding to where they are in the world and as if we understand and support that sleep really becomes not a battleground it becomes quite easy for all of us to navigate. Then what are the sleep requirements or expected times we should see toddlers sleep? So again, on average, you know, we we try not to use sort of they have to have this amount of sleep. So there's nothing normal. And when it comes to our toddlers and certainly nothing normal, but it's good to have a guide of what number of sleeps to expect from a toddler and perhaps the number of hours. So we generally tend to talk about around about 11 to 14 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period is a rough guide. And on average, a 12-month-old will still need about an hour and a half to two hours, perhaps twice a day. So they're still realistically having two sleeps. They don't really cut out that sleep down to one sleep um, throughout the day till they're at least 14 maybe to 18 months of age. And this is one of the key things. Try not to cut out the sleeps too early because if we do, that's when we see our toddlers getting really overtired and not quite ready to drop that sleep. With a little one on the other end, you know, so you've got a three-year-old and parents will often say, so do I cut the sleep out altogether? How do I know? Um, whether they need perhaps a little nap or, or nothing at all. Read your baby's cues. Overtired toddlers, even at this age, are quite easy. You can see those tired signs. And if a toddler needs sleep, a three-year-old, as they're heading more to a preschool, needs sleep, they really do need sleep. Or at least they need the opportunity to be provided with sleep and or rest. We don't want to force sleep on them. However, if uh, certainly the three-year-old this is, earlier they will need a, need sleeps. They, they, you know, need that opportunity. So toddlers cannot always connect cycles either. So we need to help them if they're really having short naps. And we'll talk about the sleep cycle as well, because this is really, really key. A baby, a toddler rather with a, a sleep cycle is now 60 minutes. Remembering without infants, their sleep cycle was only about 30 to 45 minutes. As you draw up more towards the 12-monther or the toddler years, we can expect the sleep cycle to draw out to about 60 minutes. As an adult, we go to about 90 minutes to 120 minutes. Really key to know. So that is that a toddler goes between deep sleep and up into their light sleep every 60 minutes now. And so sometimes um, parents are looking for why their baby or their toddler rather is waking at this time, look to see if it is around that mark and they're having difficulty getting back off into that deep sleep. And here is a key about sleep association. So if we feel that that is a sleep association they're required, we'll talk about that and how to not have that when we get to the steps. But very, very important to know that the toddler cycle is 60 minutes now. 
And uh, often parents might think their child only needs like 30 minutes. I'll just, I know, I'll just give them um, my little two and a half year old, you know, I'll just give him 30 minutes because then I know that he'll be okay to sleep tonight. Well, this is actually, I need to talk through here because if you wake a toddler at 30 minutes, you can imagine that they're halfway through a cycle. So they are in the deepest part of their sleep. Imagine yourself being woken up in deep sleep. For me, it's like when the alarm goes off and I wake up not exactly fantastic. I might be a bit cranky. So think about the toddler in the same way. They need to be able to wake up uh, and hopefully have a whole cycle or if not into a further cycle of two. And, and really be mindful of that when if you're thinking that your, your, babe, your toddler only needs that short sleep. Sleep promotes sleep. And what we will see, a common question for us is, is I only want them to have a short sleep as a toddler, my two and a half, three-year-old, because I want them to sleep tonight. We hear this a lot and we hear you parents. We absolutely hear you. However, if your to- toddler does not get that sleep, and they're woken or they're not provided with the opportunity to sleep, they really become overtired in that evening time. And all granted, they will probably go off to sleep because they're so overtired, but they will wake and probably wake quite frequently overnight because they don't know how to sync their sleep cycles. So what sort of sleep associations do toddlers have? Toddlers have some fantastic sleep associations and our toddlers are wonderful at being able to procrastinate or be able to distract themselves from going to sleep, if you like. So some of the sleep associations, and these are what we will call dependent sleep associations. So again, just to sort of recap, I guess, but a sleep association is how a toddler is put to sleep, is how they expect to go back off to sleep when they reach that light sleep phase, so after 60 minutes. So if a toddler is still perhaps being rocked, your back will be very sore if you're doing this, or they are used to being slept in a position in a pram, or hopefully you're not, but in a position that they're relying on you or as the carer for dependence, Driving in the car is probably the most common one that we see in toddlers. Then they're not going to be able to go back to sleep because they're looking for that. They go, oh, I had that last time. Where is that? I need that drive in the car. So it's up to us as the adults or carers to uh, not provide that dependent sleep association. Use something like white noise and within its limits and safety as a, an independent sleep association. And I think key with our toddlers is the tired signs that they exhibit is a little bit different to our babies. Babies uh, show tired signs a lot easier than than toddlers. Their infants are easier to read. But with our um, toddlers who are active, they're moving around. They might be obviously being quite communicative. They've got words. So they might become a little bit grumpy. The no word comes out a lot here, like no. Um, They'll also provide you with some tired signs that are early tired signs. We want those picked up rather than get to the very big yawn and the rubbing of the eyes. If your toddler is doing that, and we've seen many toddlers do that, you've almost missed that window of opportunity of getting them to sleep. They've become overtired and an overtired toddler is too hard, is so hard to get to settle to sleep. So try to pick up on the early toddler tired signs. So if they're a bit clumsy when they're running around in the playground or, you know, at home they're with you, they'll get really grisly and they'll often pull or rub at their ears is a sign that toddlers give us as well. 
and make sure that, you know, you try to pick up, you might be reading them a book and they'll sort of have a really sort of still quiet moment. Like they're, they're almost like, oh, I'm just processing it. But in actual fact, they're actually disengaging or they're like, oh, I'm getting tired, but I'm not sure quite what's going on. And, and again, tired signs are our brainwaves winding down for sleep. So very, very key that we pick this up with our toddlers. How can I help my toddler feel good? about going to sleep. Toddlers will resist sleep. As I say, they are the procrastinators. They will put it off. I want, I want another bottle. I need, I need another book. <laughs> I don't like, you know, they'll, they'll yep. explain things. So what we can do is help our little toddlers to understand. Remember that their little brains um, are still forming. You know, this is still the formative years. So their little brains are still being wired and they look to parents and carers to help them regulate their very big, strong, intense emotions that they have. So one of the things that we recommend is some daytime role playing. So they love this. They love being able to put Dolly or their Teddy to bed because it's not my turn, but it's it's okay to put their little Teddy or, you know, and, and explain to them what we're doing. Keep explanations really short, really brief. They're not big on long conversations. They won't take it in. So don't don't labor on about sleep all day with them. Just talk to them in here we are. We're going to be reading a book. We're going to just select which pyjamas we've got two here to choose from. Don't let them choose from the cupboard because they will choose every single one and there's too many. Also do the same with reading a book. Get, get them prepared for sleep but say which book should we read, this one and, and this one. We don't want to take them to the whole library where they'll, they'll pull out six books and then they expect you in their own way to read everything. So keep the bedtime um, the preparation is key. About 30 minutes of what we'll call quiet time is quite critical for our toddlers, especially the really energetic ones, the ones who have a temperament that is a little bit more wired up, beautiful ones as they are. Avoiding bright lights and screens. This is so, so important. Screen time, so no computers, iPad or TV. And we know that we really don't want our toddlers to have um, screen time where possible and have that quiet time. So read them a book, quieten them down, get them into their choice of one of their two, uh, their pyjamas, read them that book and then really get them into a cuddle, give them that cuddle, make sure they don't need a drink of water or they're not hungry, um, particularly if they're needing a feed and that they're changed, of course, and not not in any wet or dirty nappies. And then they know that this is a cue. We've done all this preparing. They love to be have that preparation. Toddlers love to know what's coming next. And if they've done the role play, they know, and they've done all these steps, they know that's their cue to go off to bed next. Now, parents often ask about transitioning or moving their toddler from two naps to one. How do we help with this transition? Yeah, toddlers, as we're saying, usually... And again, there's no norm, but we'll drop that nap, that morning nap, around about 14, 15 to sort of 18 months. And so what you will notice, or if you notice that your toddler is consistently, like consistently taking longer to fall asleep, or perhaps they're waking up earlier during their morning nap, or even if they're sleeping longer during their morning nap and then like resisting that afternoon nap, and they're kind of in this age bracket, and you think, ah, oh, okay, I remember this, now it's time. Might be time to, to think about or making that transition. And so one of the most successful ways that we help our families to make that transition um, is to push the morning nap. Just push it a little later every couple of days. Okay, so as an example, if your 
try delaying that that uh, nap until around, let's say, 11 a.m. instead of, you know, where it might have been earlier. Do this for a couple of days, all right? Again, remembering um, with our little toddlers, we can't change anything instantly and it won't change overnight. Whenever we're changing a pattern for our babies, our toddlers, ourselves, it takes about 10 to 10 days to three weeks, all right? Be consistent with this and be really mindful. We don't want to push our toddlers um, into doing anything that they're not capable of developmentally to do. So push that, that nap just delay it around 11 a.m. say you know for a couple of days then push it again just a little bit more by 15 minutes or even half an hour for a few days and then you'll find that you'll get into this pattern of they'll end up with an early lunch and then into that sleep which will be the ultimate goal is to have just that one daytime sleep you know hopefully around at that 12 12-ish or 12:30 mark or as suitable for your family and again be be mindful that every family is different we don't all we've got things to do all right so we don't always have to have it set in concrete but ultimately that's how you know you can successfully transition from um, your toddler from two naps to one and again be mindful it's not going to happen don't do it too early it's usually around 15 to 18 months and next, the next move from the cot to the big bed. How do we get our toddlers to make this transition? The big move, the wow moment, the big boy, the big girl moment where we're moving you from your cot to your big bed. And a lot of parents go through a lot of trouble. Again, can we say that, you know, when moving from the cot to a bed, make sure that the safety of the environment is key that the environment for your toddler you know if it is a mattress on the floor that you might be transitioning to that there are no gaps that the baby can slip down certainly slip there or the toddler can slip their head down into make sure that the big bed is safe okay might need rails and ensuring that uh, if the child of course is now able to get out and they can this is the big step for parents understanding of course that they're they're mobile <laughs> you'll find that your little one might um, follow you out as soon as you put them in and we'll talk about how how to help that in a moment but just really be mindful of the safety there's no hanging cords dangling down you know that there's nothing unsafe in the room that the toddler can trip on get down at that eye level we always say and have a look around because you're not seeing at the level that they are and they they are they'll spot everything you want your toddler to find something, they will pick it up and find it for you. So make sure first and foremost that when you're doing the move from a cot to a big bed, that, that the environment is safe. This usually happens, usually again, round about two, sometimes even a bit later, up until that sort of three-year-old mark or three and a half even. The uh, reasons why we move from a cot or we move our toddlers to a big bed is when they're showing signs that they're climbing out once they show signs and don't forget it might not just be a little leg creeping over it could be a little arm coming over and we do not want of course any limbs getting stuck or anything so this is the time to make that move all right from the cot to the bed if you can try not to do it too early and in essentially a lot of parents might need to do this if there's a new baby arriving but be mindful that really your toddler needs to be developmentally ready and that environment is safe so it is quite exciting usually moving our little toddlers from the cot to the bed it is exciting but can I just say for some toddlers it's really daunting some of them can be quite unsettled this is strange now I'm not used to this especially the little ones whose temperament is a little bit more cautious and a little bit more oh, not sure what's happening just be mindful that even though it's quite exciting often for us it can be a little bit unnerving a bit unsettling and um even though they've got their newfound new sort of independence, 
you know, they might need a lot more reassurance at this time. And others, they love it. Other toddlers will revel in the fact that, you know, I've got this little independence now. I can get up and out and I am mobile and they'll just get themselves out of bed. It's just simply because they want to see you. They just want to love that. They love you and they just want to be out there with you. So the way that we do this, and we'll go through this in the steps, but we really want to help our child back to bed. We hear time and time again, no sooner does the parent get out and sit themselves on the couch, the toddler is sitting beside them. How do they do that? They're like dynamos. They run out. Toddlers don't walk. They run everywhere. And so we'll know this. But if you, if, if we are aware of this and how then to help them by moving them back into the bed and reminding them gently that it's sleep time, we've done the role playing before. And over and over, we might have to do this a few times to help them settle. Nightmares and night terrors. Toddlers can often have them, but there's a difference between them. Can you explain the difference for us? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's hard for parents to sort of, because it's when you first see um, a nightmare or certainly a night terror, it, it can be quite in your face. It's quite hard to watch your child. So yeah, we'll, we'd love to explain what the difference is and what to ha what to do really as well. So witnessing it can be quite worrying for some parents and distressing is, is probably the way we describe it. And uh it's important to understand that really there is a difference between a nightmare and a night terror. So nightmares, we'll talk about those first, they're, they are what is experienced when a child is woken often from quite a vivid dream, you know, they're with intense feeling, you know, they're waking up, they're, they're fearful, they're upset, they need comfort and reassurance, you know, an older child like because they can talk, will often express and they'll talk to you. So the parent will rush in and they'll actually be able to talk to the, ch the child uh, or the toddler that's having a nightmare. Key is that uh, for parents, nightmares will occur during rapid eye movement sleep. All right. And this is often in the second half of the night. So if you're seeing something happening in the earlier night, part of the night rather, it's more likely to be a terror. But a nightmare is in the second half of the night. About a quarter of all children will probably experience a nightmare. So it's, it's you know, it's not uncommon. And often they'll peak at around the two to three year mark. And this is when our little toddlers are so learning. Their brains are taking in a lot. And, you know, they're learning between the difference between reality and fiction. They're getting more words. And um, with this, with a nightmare, the child actually knows that you're there. So you can talk to the child. So the ways that we help a little one with a nightmare, ensure that they've, you know, got relaxing bedtime routine, you know, avoid all those scary games or certainly screens and movies, anything prior to bed. If they're having a nightmare, it is so important that the parent or the carer is with them and responds as quickly. They know that you're there. You can calm them. They'll actually love a cuddle and parents will be able to help them go back to sleep. Certainly if they're experiencing lots of frequent nightmares, it's a really key thing just to make note. Why is this happening? Is there something triggering this? Have you moved or house or something's going on? Or is there something else stressful going on? And that's your key as a parent to sort of reach out to your health professionals and GPs or people that might be able to, to assist you just to explore that a bit more. And it can occur during different times of um, their life period if you like so just be always mindful of that so what is a night terror this is a real this is this is sort of a very hard thing for parents to witness and certainly in education spaces as well you know but a child experiencing a night terror they wake really agitated 
really agitated and they're in a deep sleep. So this happens in the earlier part of the night. So that's the real difference. Nightmares you'll see in the second half of the night in the rapid eye movement or the lighter sleep phases. Night terrors in the deep sleep or in the earlier part of the night. And you'll often walk in and you'll go, what is happening? Your child or the toddler is standing, they're all sitting, they're crying, they're screaming out. They've often got their eyes really wide open. It's quite scary. It's quite confronting for parents. So, And it can last for a little period of time, sometimes even up to 40 minutes. And and the child, this is the difference, because they're in that deep sleep, they're really not not responsive. You'll try and cuddle them and you'll feel like you, you need to and you, you'll want to, but they're not responsive to that comforting or soothing. Probably about 5% of children in that two to six years um, we find experience night terrors and often a little bit more common in boys for whatever reasons. And children, you know, might also have these when they're not quite well as well or, you know, they're unwell or there's a trigger again. So how do we help our little toddlers or our little, you know, two to three-year-olds who or six-year-olds who are experiencing this, um, again, make sure that they're rest and sleep, they're not overtired and they've got that real calming bedtime pattern going on. Try to avoid waking them. So don't go in there and try to wake them because, as we said, they're unresponsive really. Often they're in that deep part, but don't leave them. All right, we need to make sure that they're safe. They're not going to hit their head. They're, they're absolutely okay. They might become agitated. So, you know, as much as it's hard to say, but wait patiently with them all right you can cocoon around them and help them but um, the terror till it's stopped and then guide them back to sleep and then you might want to stay with them for a little bit longer Um, make sure that you know everything in the environment is is again nothing that they can hurt themselves on or you know certainly if they're moving around or, or in an episode that they can't hurt themselves and again same if they're experiencing this frequently then reach out, talk to people, your health professionals, just to get a bit of an understanding if there's something else or, you know, something stressful happening. It's always best to to seek help and be told it's all okay rather than not. So, you know, reassurance for ourselves as parents is key. What if a parent has concerns about their toddler snoring? Snoring. Snoring and children isn't a healthy combination. So many parents might just pass off snoring as sort of one of those things or perhaps they feel that it's okay. But realistically, the key message is is that in any child's snoring or noisy breathing during any sleep always, always needs to be investigated. It's something that you need to discuss with your GP or health professional just just to see what might be causing it or to find out if it is something, uh, a condition that we'll often call, and not all toddlers have this, but is obstructive sleep apnea. And that's a medical condition that a doctor um, really does need to diagnose and it's it's important to know that you know there are signs of this and a doctor can help um, a parent work through these so some things might be loud snoring and stopping and starting maybe some difficulty breathing when they're sleeping perhaps they're quite restless or they're sweaty and they're hot you know they're breathing through their mouth instead of their noses you know during the night time and so it's really important that a parent or if you're noticing this as a educator that you point this out to a parent so they can get this investigated and and just rule out that perhaps it is something that's caused by maybe enlarged tonsils or adenoids um, because that's often a common solution but always yeah absolutely snoring is something that we don't take lightly and it's something that really needs investigating so yeah check in check in on that 
What are the steps to helping a toddler settle to sleep if they are still in a cot? Vital here that we, um, we're going to go through some steps here about our beautiful toddlers. Mindful that when they're sort of just on that cusp of the 12 months, um, they'll still be in a cot. So the steps we'll cover here to help you and your little one might be dependent on their age. So we'll cover off how to settle a toddler if they're in a cot. And then we'll go to, for those who have a toddler in a bed, we'll talk through those steps as well. So with a little toddler, how do you settle them to sleep? And we've gone through um, looking for those tired signs first and foremost and get those those early tired signs. We want you to listen to the little one and what they're saying. They have words now, so they'll be able to let you know how they're feeling it to a certain extent, but we need to help them regulate their feelings, those big, intense emotions. Listen out for and their actions. So if you're seeing that they're becoming a bit clumsy, um, you know, you're preparing them for sleep. You've done some beautiful role playing during the day as well and making sure their environment is quite safe. And remembering in the cot, we don't want anything in the cot either. Stick to the safe sleeping guidelines still for our toddlers, all right? And with a toddler, I think the key is, is giving them that quiet time, that 30 minutes we talked about of preparing them getting their delta brain waves winding down for sleep and then we see that in those tired signs. A toddler, they're busy. They're really busy, aren't they? They're so happy usually and busy, but then when they hit the tide mark, they go from being okay to quite grumpy quite quickly. And I'm sure all of us have witnessed that. And again, be mindful. They're not trying to be naughty. They're just, there's not such a thing really as in, they're not trying to stir us up as parents or carers. They're just not skilled at calming down. So we need to help them. So that preparing for sleep is absolutely essential. Read that book. Massage is still okay for toddlers. They, they quite like that and a cuddle and help them to calm down give them a cue this is okay to give them a cue so when they're calm you know you have also not we'll talk about the sleep de- the dependent association again if you need to reduce that so if you've been cuddling your little one to sleep for all the way to deep sleep or they're reliant on something dependent, you usually, to get them to sleep, try to reduce that so they're not going absolutely into the deep sleep in your arms or in the car certainly or dependent on that. Wind that out over a few days so they're drifting off to sleep and then you place them into their cot in this instance and they're awake or just drowsy. Give them a cue of night-night, whatever your cue is for them. Give them a little gentle touch, all right, in a calm way just walk out of the room or walk at least to perhaps a chair in the room or just to the doorway all right depending on what your your toddler is calling out to you we want to use our techniques of looking listening and then responding no crying okay might mean that's all okay but generally that's not we're all going to experience and if your child is getting to the forceful cry out and toddlers are really quick at escalating to this so the three cry out we use is listen to the first cry that the little toddler will give you it's just a cry like a rah! what happens on the second one a few seconds later are they calling out and crying again and it's the same rah! on that third one is it kind of tapering off and they're just grizzling and fussing and they may have their head down and they might be looking for that fussing and getting into a position of comfort. They're actually looking like they're okay. You go thumbs up, okay, I'm out of here or I'm at to the door. They look like they're settled. That's often usually not the case as we know. So they'll often go to that what's happening at that third cry out, goes to the fourth, really forceful one. They're giving you a cue as a parent or a carer. They need you. They're not managing. They need us to help them. So don't rush in straight away and go in and over the cot and pick them up. What we want you to do is use some of your 
shushing and calming techniques. So from the door, use a shushing sound. And as we talked, shushing is replicating a sound they're very used to from in utero. Shh, 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 shh. You'll see that a toddler will often look at you or look out to the door and hear what that sound is and they'll go be quite curious. Toddlers are curious as well. And see what happens when they do that. You'll probably need to try that a number of times. So if your toddler doesn't calm, let's say after 10 seconds, do that shushing again from the door. Shh, 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 shh. If they're not calm, go in. We want you to go into the room. Drop your shoulders stay down low remembering we're using the cot here don't want you to go over the top because they'll feel like they're being picked up and rightly so go in put your arms in through the bars and just soothe them maybe just give them a gentle little soothing pat on their on their upper body and maybe just pat gently the end of the mattress some toddlers hate being patted so you know it's best just to not pat too too up too far up near their head of course either but near the end of the mattress and use a rhythmic sort of a in line with mum's heartbeat but they've been used to so see if that you know you're approaching the cot place your arms and continue your shushing at the same time do this again for about 10 or 20 seconds draw your arms out don't have to go too far this is often a, a time where you might just have a chair there and you sit there you don't have to make absolute eye contact but it's okay you know reassure keep the shushing going and see what your toddler is doing they may calm they might though escalate up again and into sort of four cries this might be a time if you are using the dummy that you can use the dummy if you want to but usually by now with a toddler we're wanting to reduce that dummy and it's often becoming quite dependent so is now a time to get rid of the dummy is also a question that we often get it usually is and often you won't um, need that if you're using your patting and your shushing sing to them is another way of doing it as well if they're still distressed pick them up we really don't want our toddlers to be distressed calm them put them in that upright cuddle that is place them into the crook of your neck and just sway them or just give them a gentle sort of pat on their back if they calm and soothe quite quickly that's your key as a parent to say ah or a carer I'm going to pop them back in now and I'm going to take them through those steps again I'm going to try my shushing and patting I'm going to go back to the door and shush from the door if they're still crying and escalating beyond those cry outs I'm going to go back in and then I'm going to stay with my little one. And at this point, this is often where parents will say, I don't want to go out. And that's perfectly fine. Even from the word go, you don't have to go straight out to the door. If you would like to stay with your toddler, particularly if they've been used to being rocked or patted to sleep, stay. It's going to take a number of days. And each parent is different. Well, we need to make sure that every parent is comfortable too. And no one wants their, their toddler to be crying. So... You do this only a couple of times and then if the toddler is still crying, you might be able to soothe them off to sleep in the cot or pick them up and put them back to sleep in the way that you know how. Knowing that this will take some consistent and being a little bit persistent each and every sleep. It's not about doing this for long, lengthy periods of time. It's about helping our toddlers show them that they can do this with our support and that we can help them to drift off to sleep without needing us and our assistance. And what about if they're in a bed? What are the steps to settling them? Now, a toddler is mobile and parents often dread this time of, oh my God, I'm going to move them to a bed. Do I want to do this? I know we need to do it from a safety point of view. So 
go with your safe sleeping guidelines, use the environment, the safety concerns. If you're using a mattress on the floor, ensure that that is used correctly, or you're going straight to a toddler bed, watch the dangling cords and the strings and the mobiles, those things. Keep heaters, electrical appliances, power points. Where are your power points um, so that they don't poke their little fingers in? Make sure all furniture, everything has got wall brackets on it, because this is often when we'll see toddlers explore the bedroom, and certainly we don't want any cupboards falling on them. So make sure all things are attached with wall brackets and stairs of course and windows are not accessible things that you you would intuitively think of but often when we're doing this transition it can happen in a hurry and we might not think of the whole environment so pay special attention if you can to all of those um, potential hazards so then when you're actually uh, stepping into the steps now for our toddler it's often very exciting as we said so settling a toddler into their new bed try to keep it quite simple and keep the steps consistent Toddlers don't like a lot of change. They don't like mixed messages. So yourselves as parents or carers, it all needs to be consistent. Make sure everybody's got the same settling strategy. So what you might be doing as one parent isn't different to a di- another parent as opposed to perhaps they're going to grandma's or into childcare. Make sure it is consistent and that the steps are used. Give them some quiet time. Give them their little favourite friend. Perhaps they've got a little toy and in line with safe sleeping guidelines as well. Prepare them for sleep. If you give them a message, it's nap time. You know, two minutes. It's not literally two minutes. We don't want to look at the clock, but it's a cue. So they love being prepared. They like to know what the next step is. Because that preparation, that anticipation, helps a toddler feel really secure. Don't over-explain things, as in long, lengthy conversations. It might even be that, you know, you'll say, I'm going to stay with you. I'm here with you just for a little while as they get this transition into settling into their little bed. It's quite scary for some, remember, on their own. So you guide your toddler into their bed. If they protest, and most likely they will, just acknowledge that their feelings, you know, say, oh, it's time for bed. Now, I know we can chat a little bit more about this after when you wake up. Know that toddlers, they, they are the masters of procrastinating. They absolutely are the masters of delay. I want, I want another bottle. I need, I need to go to the toilet. I want, I want this book. And, you know, so anticipate that as well. They're needing help still regulate themselves and their little messages. Repeat the, it's time for sleep or it's sleep time now, darling, or, you know, it's time for bed, whatever your key is, the night-night. Stay calm yourself, all right? And we want the toddler to be calm. And then place them into their little toddler bed. Leave the room or just go to the door. Or if you feel like you don't want to leave the room at this first step, sit on a chair and just look, listen and respond. If they remain calm, maybe you're not quite needed and you can leave the room or you can stay there just till they're drifted off to sleep, knowing that you'll phase this out over a period of days. If the toddler again, like before, starts to cry, but they're remaining in bed, so they actually haven't jumped out, just try some shushing. This might be from the door or perhaps from from where you're seated on the little chair. If they're calm with you from shushing from outside the door, lower your shush a little. Just drop it down a pitch and stop and listen again. What are they doing? If they do start to cry, you need to go back in or recommence the shushing as you're walking in and then position yourself next to the toddler. Okay. One of the things we'll say is parents, they will often perhaps want to lie down with the toddler. This is really setting up a dependent association. So we try to explain to parents that you're really going to have to unravel that um, and also from a safety perspective. So 
always try to have a chair there that you can sit on and that you can calm your toddler from in that position. Like before, if your toddler is um, calming, you might be able to just gently draw back and even leave. Toddlers are often quite good on, you know, they're quite calm and you will then get yourself to a position where you're saying, oh, just a moment, I'm just going to go and put the kettle on for daddy or I'm just going to put it on for mummy or I'm just going to put grandma's, you know, responding, I'll be right back. And so they're quite good at anticipating that. And what you do is that's your cue to go out of the room. They're still in bed, but always go back and do what you said. They trust you. They need that security. So you pop your head back in and go, oh, you're in bed, night, night, sleep time, and give them that cue again. Now, know that you don't want to have these um, settling periods if they are crying. We don't want them distressed. It's not easy for you as a parent or carer, and it's certainly not, we don't want this for the child, all right? So if you're finding that it is really becoming um quite tricky reach out to help there are lots of supports who can guide you through the steps and certainly on our app rock above we have these steps and videos that go through here for you but know that this will work it might take a number of days of consistency and some patience and don't overdo it and we want you as parents and um, carers to work together on this and make sure that you know your baby or your toddler in this case is is settling and settling really well okay cindy final advice for parents when it comes to our toddlers, they are really only trying to be who they are. And as I said, they're still, their little brains are developing. So we don't want them to grow up too quick and know that you are there to help and guide them. And they need you. They really need you as parents and carers to assist them. They're not good at calming or working through those very big, intense emotions that they are experiencing as they are developing into our beautiful little people. So as a parent, really look after yourselves as well. It's key, okay, to make sure that you are able to cope with with these settling strategies. Make sure it's at a time where you um, use your supports. Make sure you're all on board on the one page or everybody who is looking after your, your little toddler as well. Know that it might take a, a number of days or up to weeks to help our little toddlers do this. And first, and you know, again, it's it's okay to ask for help and know that um, there is a lot of help from your health professional supports and and lots of great evidence-based information and uh, why we do what we do at um, our organisations. You're not failing if they're not sleeping. It might be something as simple as they're, you know, they're unsettled for a particular reason and, again, look for your supports for that. Always have your baby investigated, particularly if you feel like it's something like they're snoring or there's a, there's an issue. As a parent, you really know your toddler and go with your gut instinct. Have it checked out if you're worried or concerned and be kind to yourselves, all right? It will get better. It's not always easy. We know that and it's one of those things that uh, will pass and our toddler's will be sleeping and then you'll probably end up in those teenage years where we're trying to get them out of bed. So be kind to yourself as toddlers with our toddlers and make sure that you have a look at um, some websites that are trusted and evidence-based. Certainly find the tip sheets and the blog posts, look at our Safe Sleep Space and our Nourish Baby websites, our Sleep Smart for the Educators and our app called Rock Above and call out. There's lots of help for you. Your toddlers will go to sleep for sleep's sake. Cindy, thank you for joining us on For Sleep's Sake. Pleasure, Simon. Pleasure. For Sleep's Sake is brought to you by Nourish Baby, Safe Sleep Space and Sleep Smart.